I hate my Apple MacBook. This is my sixth attempt at recording a podcast today, and I just nailed it. You know when you smash it out of the park, and you're like, mate, that was the one. That was the one. And uh, decided just to not save. It was a corrupt file. So let's see if this works. I have spent this week in denial, right? Because I found a grey hair hmm, on my head, on the top. And you know when you're like, oh, that's adorable. How cute are you? Hi, hi, mate. You're right there. Um, and then I left it. And then next thing I know is suddenly I have clumps of grey roots, clumps of them, not in like a specific order, not in any kind of like pattern, just all around lots of clumps of grey hair. And I was like, ha, 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 that's really funny. Cool. And you know when you're like, what are you doing on my head, you dickhead? Like, why are you on me? Like, I'm not an old woman. Like, that's funny. That's really cute that you've joined my head. You should be on somebody else's head, not my head. I'm really young still. I'm only 41. Um, And I was toying with the idea of like, hey, it's cool. It's natural. It's grey. Just embrace your grey. Like, just go grey. And I thought, you know what, mate? I'm not ready to go grey. I don't want to be grey yet. And so I dyed it. And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of Do Do Do, Famous with a Baby. I, I always am somebody that really believes in authenticity, right? Like I'm a big advocate for authenticity. Like I really believe in it. I love it. I live by it to thine own self be true. That's what I, that's, that's when I'm at my happiest, happiest in my most alignment when I'm being true to myself. Right. And so I've loved the mental health movement, the body, positive, positive, body, positive movement. I've loved all of that. Like this idea of like, you've got fat, good for you. You've got cellulite. Of course you've got cellulite. Everyone's got cellulite. Who doesn't love cellulite? Right. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Love it. Like, in fact, I used to do this joke about, you know, like in the summer, like, you know how in the summer it's encouraged, you know, normally if you've got shorts on, you see a cellulite, you wouldn't wear shorts. And it's like, fuck it, mate. Wear the fucking shorts. Wear the shorts. You've got cellulite. So what? Wear the shorts. And I used to do a joke where, you know, when you go to the pub with your friends and you go to sit on a bench and you join them, it's clearly a joke because I've never gone to the pub with any friends but other normal people do so I, I watch and I learn and I blend in <laughs> I watch and I learn and I repeat behavior like I've experienced it myself just to simulate or use a simulate um and so I used to joke where you sit down on the bench you sit down on like a wooden bench and you'd be mortified because like your thighs would clap as you sat down but oh my god my thighs just clapped oh my gosh that's so humiliating my thighs just clapped that's so humiliating I was like nah bitch you're right your cunt does deserve a round of applause and the crowd go wild and um, I used to really enjoy doing that joke in the summer. You can tell when I run out of material because I start bringing it out in winter. Nobody's wearing shorts. And you're like, you know when you're wearing shorts in the summer, mate? Old material. Uh, classic. And and so kind of having grey hair, like the, my, my, my true moral compass voice is like, good for you. Have grey hair. Like embrace it. It's cool. You can have grey hair. But I didn't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't like it and I don't want it. And I think we have to be okay with not wanting or not liking certain things and being able to change them. That's the beautiful part. It's not for anybody else to decide whether or not we do or do not decide to change it. And grey hair, you always associate with getting old. And I was like, oh my God, I've got grey hair. That's really funny. I'm 41. I must have that gene. I must have that gene that young people get when they get grey hair. You know that gene that some young people get that they get grey hair when they're really young. I must have that gene. That must be the same gene that I have. 
or it's recognizing that I am 40 and I'm going to start getting more and more gray hair, but I'm not ready to embrace the gray and go completely gray and be gray for the rest of my life. Like I don't want to do it. I'm not ready to go there yet. But I also believe it is a privilege to grow old. It's a privilege to grow old. Like I'm lucky that I'm still here. Every day I wake up, woohoo, I'm still here. I don't feel like that, but I'm telling you on the podcast, that's how we should feel. And so this idea of not having grey hair because it says that you're not getting old, so it's anti-aging, anti-aging, anti-anti, potato, potato, ageing. And that is a message that we have had, especially as women, I'm assuming, I don't know what it's like to be a man, especially as women, although there is that men's hair dye, just for men, and women, for a long time, about anti-aging. And here's what I've always found hilarious, right? You know how like when you're younger at school, like most of us did science at GCSE at best. We did science at GCSE at best. And even then only paid attention to um, biology parts of sexual bits and when they dissected a frog. Like that was the funnest bit. Oh, and when they added something to something and it exploded. Woohoo. Like apart from that, didn't really go much beyond that. A few of you strangers have gone on to do chemistry, physics. What's the other one? There's another one. Chemistry, physics, and what's the other one? Chemistry, physics. You know what I'm talking about. You've gone to biology. <laughs> it dickhead. I've gone on to do that at a more senior level. H2O is as far as I got. I didn't even know H2O was water. For those asking, it is. Um, I thought it was sand for some reason. That's as far as I got. So I find it bizarre. And I probably don't think I'm alone in that. I don't think I'm alone in that, right? that I didn't pursue science. I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's many of us that didn't. So can somebody tell me, can somebody explain to me why, pourquoi, every anti-wrinkle cream I see is like, hey there, ladies, do you want the new XTO, nitroglyceric acid, HTC, BHS, quadruple chemical peel, um, lictivus with papaya oil extract? <laughs> Buy this cream, use it for six weeks, 97% of the people said their skin felt smoother. And you're like, mate, I'll take it. Why? why? Why are we so easily fooled? And we're easily fooled because it sounds chemical. And if it sounds chemical, it sounds like it's complicated. If it's complicated, it means it's going to be doing some cool shit to your skin. Anti-aging. And actually, it's a privilege to grow old. And there's lots of comedians that have had work done on their face. And I've never had any work done on my face because I like my face to be able to pull these faces. When I was younger, I'd watch Robin Williams and Whoopi Goldberg. And if you're watching on the video, I'm pulling weird faces. Like, I like that. I like that. And every one of these lines tell a fucking story. They tell a fucking story. It's the story of who we are, of how we've lived. I know we say it's laughter lines, but actually there's also crying lines. Like, like uh, sometimes I look at myself in the mirror and I don't recognise my skin. And I'm like, who is this? Like, you look weird and pale and gross and you look tired and there's loads of wrinkles around your eyes now. Like, who are you? Like, who are you? And I think there is something to be saying. Like, do you still recognise yourself at, the age, at a certain age, do you recognise yourself? And like I'm waking up in the morning and shit is making noise that didn't used to make noise before. And you're like, oh, you need to move more. You need to make an effort to move more. And when I was younger, it's funny now because the diet I have now, I used to eat a much worse diet when I was younger. I eat relatively so much better now. But weight and movement is so much harder to sustain and maintain and keep and supple. Now, when it was younger, oh my gosh, mate, for days, easy, easy. And there's something to be said for that, isn't there? There's something to be said for that. That our skin tells a story of our lives, of who we are. And I remember, 
I remember my mum. My mum died when she was sixty-two, and when she was uh, when she was alive, still like I'd get her. Like I wanted to get her like a cream for her face because she loved astral cream. If you don't know what astral cream is, I highly recommend it. It's a beautiful, beautiful skincare cream. And if you're into the bougie skincare stuff, let me tell you some top secret information. Charlotte Tilbury's magic cream is apparently I have it on good authority. TikTok, um, based on astral cream. So my mum used astral cream her entire life, and she always looked gorgeous and stunning and gorgeous. And I wanted to buy her like Christmas presents and birthday presents, and I never wanted to buy her like anti wrinkle cream because I was like, I don't want her to be like anti. Oh, here's this anti thing on your face. Like here's a cream that's anti your face. I didn't want her. My mum was stunning. I wanted to buy her. Fuck me, you're stunning. Here's cream to make you feel even more stunning than you already are. Thank you for being a legend. I love you, cream. That was the cream I wanted to buy my mother. Like, I love you. You're amazing. Here, let's celebrate that. Put some more of this shit on because you'll feel really good. You look great. Not, I'm going to take away certain things and features from your face. Our faces tell a story of who we are. And not just laughter lines, but grief lines, but loss lines, the stress lines. Our skin tells a story. It also tells a story of not just how we've lived and how we feel and our emotions and like what we've lived through, but also like our diet. You see people that are sometimes glow. Oh my gosh, you know, sometimes there there has been some men's semen in my life that has been fucking delicious. Like legitimately delicious. Like I have swallowed semen that you go, fuck me, can I have another shot please bartender? That was beautiful. And it's weird because the food on their plate, I wouldn't touch with a barge pole. Like you get on the plate and it's like endamame beans and like beetroots and nuts and weird shit and quinoa and stuff. And you're like, no thanks. But can you put your dick in my mouth later? <laughs> Dinner time! Oh, I'm talking like I'm so promiscuous. I realised the other day, uh, I've never had sex in my 40s. It's a tragedy. I've never had sex in my 40s, but we're going to talk a bit more about that later. And it's weird because, like, if somebody goes down to me, I used to have this joke, right? And I used to see this joke, and it went like this. Um, apparently, you taste of what you eat. So if anybody goes down to me right now, it's like, mm, kebabs. But that's fine, because who doesn't like kebabs? You know, 4 a.m. on a Saturday night. Um, however, no garlic sauce. However, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to eat lots of, um, start eating lots of pineapples and mango and passion fruit. So next time somebody goes down to me, they'll be like, mm, what's Louise taste of? paradise <laughs> i wanted to taste like an amongo bernie's looking at me like what's what's the bungo bobby um it's a joke that i used to do and if anybody was to go down on me right now i don't know what they'd taste to be honest with you it won't be as delicious as a quinoa beetroot nutty salad spunk cocktail Funny how it tastes better as a juice than it does as a hard meal. Anyhow, I have dyed my hair. I have cut out my grey. And I guess I kind of wanted to talk about that to feel valid and okay in changing things that maybe we're not sure about or like in ourselves. So people that want to have a nip or a tuck, that's totally up to you. Like personally, it makes me really sad when people feel that they need to do that because I feel like who's told you that that's ugly? Who's told you that that's bad? Like, and I don't want you to feel ugly or bad about those parts, but if it makes you feel better, 
do it. Like, I love getting a suntan. I love getting a suntan. Being golden is my favourite skin colour. Like, I love it. I do not like the winter. I feel too pasty. I always feel like I don't look right. I feel like I look ill. Never liked it. Love getting a suntan. Love having my eyebrows threaded. Love having my eyebrows threaded. Love having my bikini line waxed. Love having everything shaved. Being smooth and delicious. My favourite. Nails done, pedicure, eyebrows, eyelashes, teeth whitened, teeth super cleaned at the hygienist, hair done, feel fabulous, put on some fresh pyjamas and get into freshly washed bed sheets. Oh, yummy, delicious. I actually bought some amazing pyjamas the other day. They were proper silky and I did get in with freshly um, new bed sheets. And oh, I felt silky, smooth, delicious, lovely, yummy, yummy for my tummy. Felt beautiful. And we are lucky to be alive. We are lucky to be here every fucking day. And so we should, that should be... Okay, you don't have to celebrate it. And I know it's weird because when you're younger, when you think about birthdays, you'll celebrate because you're going, yeah, you're older. People you're older. Yeah, you're older. And then you get to 40, it's like, no more parties for you. Apart from maybe one a decade. Oh, yeah, you're still here. So maybe, okay, not celebrate it, but you don't have to berate yourself for it either. Be like, oh, God, no, look, this is happening. Ah, oh, disaster. Abort, 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 abort. No, mate. No. It's about doing what's right for us and being nicer and kinder to ourselves and accepting where we're at. So I am 40, and like I say, I haven't had sex in my 40s yet, which is devastating. It's a tragedy, actually. That's a tragedy that I haven't had sex in my 40s. And I recently posted a clip on TikTok for the youth out there. I know not many people my age have TikTok. I'm obsessed with it. You can get everything on TikTok, mate. On TikTok, I post a joke from my show from God is a Woman. And uh, I post a joke... And it's had a lot of love and had a lot of attention. Let me, I'm going to play it for you right now, actually, because I'd like you to listen along to it. And it's basically how older men nobbing younger women isn't quite the flex that you think it is. Let me put it on video because I'm recording this as well. So let, you can see this on YouTube as well. Uh, There's actually the whole clip on YouTube, you can watch it properly. But this is on my TikTok at Louisa's Jokes, Louisa, L-U-I-S-A. Um, older men and younger women part two. It's had 373,000 views. Uh, this is the Actually, joke. What makes more sense is to have older women fucking younger guys, and I'll tell you for why. Because men sexually peak in their 20s, women sexually peak in their 30s. So what you need to do is you need to change it, right? Because we develop at different ages. We de- from Like a five-year-old girl and a five-year-old boy are very different. A five-year-old girl is there doing arithmetic, matching the matching things into the pictures, into the matching picture books, right? A five-year-old boy is like, like completely... It just, I just knocked myself in my own head. being a wild horse impression. Um, and, and then I'm gonna, I'm 
punch you in the head. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. 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 Um, do you consent to that? Uh, I love that joke. I'm pinching my own skin on my wrist like there is no just fat. If you are um, gonna tag me before you put it out online, can you just film it from above for the filter? Thank you. To the back of my knees. But right now, my friend, I'm sat on your face. Yeah. And that tells me one thing. It tells me you are lucky. What are you? So that's a joke that I posted and it's had a lot of love. It's had 43,000 likes and it's had loads of comments. I want to read some of the comments because they, I love them. I'm 37 and my boyfriend is 26. This energy is way better. The universe sent me here. I was worried about dating guys in my 20s. Thank you. 100% truth. Um, uh, it's a Wednesday. I've got work in the morning. I felt that in my soul. <laughs> I got divorced by 30, so I can say they're very, very fun. Uh, as a woman who keeps accidentally dating 20-somethings, the algorithm gods did good bringing me here. So it's on my TikTok, so go check out the joke. The joke is from God's Woman, which you can get online. It's uh, on my website. I'll put all the details in in the description. Uh, and I love this comment. I'm 22 and finally at a point where I can make sure my needs are met too. Like, mate, like, would you be finally in a point? When were you not in a point? Like, what do you mean your needs weren't met? Like, you, you're a baby. Like, what, like yesterday, they weren't met. And I love it. And she's like, I'm aware what I like and I make it perfectly clear to my partner and he meets my needs. I think that's adorable. Good for you. Yes, mate. Amen. Get your needs met. And one of my favorite comments from this, which gave me a bit of hope, actually, because I was like, oh, shit, I haven't actually had sex in my 40s. That's really sad. And I didn't have enough in my 30s or my 20s either. Like, I've not had a, I've not had a decade of really fucking, like, just a whole 10 years of, like, pure great sex. And um, somebody commented. They said, oh, you think your 30s are good. You wait till you get to your 50s. And I was like, woohoo! Yes, mate. 50s is where it's at for women. So, mate, there's a bright future ahead of us. And... I was thinking about this, like, actually what I want for my future, because I know it's November, it's going to be December soon in January, I'll be thinking about like news resolutions, what do we want for next year? And I saw a really cool thing about business recently, business TikTok, and she was talking about how everything's split up into quarters. And if you're, if you want to start making money next year in the new year, and you start thinking about January, it's too late. Everything's split into quarters, people start preparing for that now. So my new year's resolution, what I want is to have lots of great sex and be very wealthy. 
Hey, that's what I've decided. Lots of great sex and very wealthy. Say if I don't ever become famous with a baby, I'd love to be famous with a baby. I want to be wealthy and wealthy and what, what is it? Great sex and wealthy. Are they the same thing? Famous with a baby, great sex and wealthy. Maybe it's, I want all four of those things, mate. I want all four of those fucking things. And do you know what? It starts right here, right now. It's not a case of waiting to Christmas or to New Year to do those things. It starts right here, right now. So how do we become wealthy? We become wealthy by investing in ourselves. Everything external is an internal battle. If you look at everything externally and how harrowing and how horrible the world is and everywhere you look, you just go, fuck, how do you make sense of it? And what we're looking for is a parental figure, for somebody to go, you are safe, this is the way, I'm going to take care of you. How do we plant that and center that in ourselves? What we do is we calm our own inner battles and our own inner demons and we go, right, let me love the parts of me that need healing. So these parts of me that have judgment, that have expectations, that, have, that are horrible to me, how do I talk to that with love? I hear you, I'm listening, you're okay, you're safe. You've got grey hair, doesn't mean anything, doesn't mean you're not valuable, doesn't mean you're not worthy, doesn't mean you can't still make it, doesn't mean you can't still be loved, doesn't mean you can't still have a wonderful life. Just means you've got some hair going grey. And you can buy a box and colour it. Like, who the fuck cares? If it makes me feel better, I can do that. How can I be wealthy? I can stop spending money on shit that I don't need because I'm feeling anxious, because I'm feeling insecure, because I'm grieving, because I'm reacting, because I've got ADHD or like everybody else, like because I'm impulse buying. And I can say, actually, I'm not going to buy that thing to make me feel momentarily better. I'm going to put that cash in a bank account and save it because actually... Things are insecure at the moment. Things are volatile. I want to make sure I'm protected. I don't want to get into a state of in alignment where I'm nervous and anxious and actually I'm unraveling because I haven't taken care of myself. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to make great love to myself. I'm going to have some of the best sex of my life in the future and it's going to start today. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be masturbation. It can be I'm going to put moisturiser on my feet every night and wash and bathe my feet and get into bed and moisturize and take care of my feet and my hands. I'm going to use a nice eye cream around my eyes. I'm going to where I've got sensitive skin. I'm going to take care. I'm going to put some medical stuff on it. I'm going to take care of it. I'm going to give myself a warm bath. I'm going to have a spray tan. I'm going to get my nails done. I'm going to have a pedicure. I'm going to spend quality time with my dog. I'm going to be present with my loved ones. And when I speak on the phone, talk to them directly to them. Don't be on TikTok or other shit at the same time doing other stuff. Be present with them. I'm going to invest in my life. I'm going to dye my grey hair because I recognise me without it. So that's what I'm going to do for myself. I'm going to make love to myself. That's how great love starts. Don't listen to the messages. Don't listen to the bullshit science. Don't listen to any of it. We listen to ourselves and start creating love from within. What an episode, mate. I mean, it wasn't as good as the one that I recorded before, but you know what? Is it's not bad. It's not bad. This week's episode of Famous with the Baby was sponsored by Big Love Productions, which is my own production company, which I have set up and I'm properly producing this tour that I'm going on. I'm going on a tour called Bitter. And here are the dates. Listen out. 
Leicester, 7th, 8th and 9th of Feb. London, 14th of Feb. Leeds, February the 23rd. Liverpool, Saturday the 24th of Feb. Um, Birmingham, the 14th of March. Brighton, the 7th of March. Watford, the 15th of March. Norwich, the 21st of March. Southampton, 23rd of March. Swindon, 28th of March. Bristol, 29th of March. Glasgow, I love Glasgow, 30th of March. Cambridge, 4th of April. Uh, Cardiff, the 6th of April. Aberdeen, the 10th of April. Belfast, the 12th of April. I love Belfast. We're going to go drinking afterwards. Manchester on Wednesday, the 17th of April. Every Wednesday in Manchester, like a weekend. Sheffield, 18th of April. Newcastle, 21st of April. Edinburgh, 25th of April. I'll be filming the show. And McLaughlin, the festival on the 3rd of May. Uh, come and check out the dates at louisaomeland.com forward slash tickets. The show's called Bitter. I think you're going to love it. I'm really excited with how sales are doing. We'll talk more about that next week. Let me know if you're enjoying the podcast. Are you enjoying it? What would you like to talk about? Let me know. Because you don't give, if you don't give me feedback, I don't know. And I won't just stop. Like, I'm not like that. If a guy doesn't take me back, I don't go, oh, he's not interested. I go, he's fucking obsessed, mate, and he's sitting on his hands. So unless you spell it out, I don't know. So spell it out. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Do Do Do, Famous with a Baby. This better have fucking recorded. <laughs>